It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. A Thursday morning at Wax. Good morning. Hazy morning out there, or else my eyes are foggy. Good morning, shank of the day. Short time at Wax. Bob and Jill with you. Was it my eyes, or is there a haze out there? It's foggy out there. There's like big gobs of it, is what I always say. Fog, or is it that smoke from Canada? Looks I've, like it's that smoke from Canada. Well, it felt like it was fog because it okay. made the windshield get damp right oh, away. Oh, did it? All right. How much? I see my driveway had a few wet spots in it, and I know last evening I was listening to the thunder, and I thought, oh, good, we're going to have a nice rain, but I, I don't know how much we got. I don't think it got much. I don't think I got much either. I know my plants got rained on because I had to rag the hose around the yard and water them, but I don't think I ended up with much either. All right, so uh, if you got some rain, good deal. Hopefully, if you don't, you got to wait now till probably about the 4th of July is the next good chance of rain. At least that's what it looks like. We'll check with uh, Mike Dandria here a little bit later on, maybe some residual weather moving out of the area as we go through the day, but it's going to be hot now over the weekend, 80s and, well, 90s on Monday, Tuesday, and uh, we're in for a hot weather. Fourth of July, corn for the most part, knee-high by the fourth? Uh, what I've seen an awful lot of it is. There's yeah. some that got put in a little later that might struggle a little bit. But but the little bit of rain we had sure uh, brightened the green color of the corn up, helped the soybeans, and uh, hopefully the next crop of alfalfa. So uh, things could be worse than they are in other parts of the country. So uh, not so bad around here compared to there. But we did have a weather forecast as we look at the markets today. Whoa. When markets will be closed on Tuesday, thank goodness they can't go down on Tuesday at least. Taking a look at uh, some of our news, we mentioned this yesterday. We'll have more on it. H&S Manufacturing over in Marshfield and uh, Clintonville. They've been sold. Outfit out of the country. GMO corn with Mexico. The battle continues. And also culling rates are up in Brazil's Amazon forest. Boy, the numbers, how much rainforest they've taken out. Unbelievable numbers. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more this morning. And we want to, again, as we get towards the end of June Dairy Month, we want to say thank you again to so many sponsors here who've been with us as we've uh, covered events in agriculture, June Dairy Breakfast, the State FFA Convention, and so much more. Marika Gouda over in Thorpe in the House of Gouda here in Eau Claire, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Stockman's Farm Supply in Osseo, Wisconsin Farmers Union, Security Financial Bank, Tractor Central, Colby Chrysler, Bluff Country Feed and Seed, Arcadia Farm and Home, and also the Alliance Bank. Uh, saw many of those folks out working at the dairy breakfast, getting involved. Those outfits really, really care about agriculture and especially the dairy industry here in Wisconsin. <laughs> it's about a minute after five on this Thursday morning. And again, 67 degrees. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Here's some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. An IRS whistleblower is defending his claims that Hunter Biden got special treatment from the Justice Department in his tax case. Lisa Taylor reports. IRS investigator Gary Shapley told multiple news outlets this week the U.S. attorney investigating the president's son was blocked from bringing charges outside of Delaware and did not have full control of the case. Shapley says he believes anyone else would have been charged with felony counts 
Hunter Biden reached a tentative deal to enter guilty pleas to two misdemeanor tax charges for failure to pay taxes and a pretrial diversion agreement on a gun charge. The DOJ has argued the U.S. attorney leading the case had full authority. I'm Lisa Taylor. Severe weather is creating issues at airports ahead of the 4th of July holiday weekend. Coming on the heels of Tuesday's issues, more than 6,700 flights were delayed on Wednesday. Over 1,100 were also canceled. America's biggest and busiest airports are the hardest hit. Violent protests continue after a 17-year-old boy was killed by police in France. More from Brian Shook. Officials say the boy was shot by police during a traffic stop in the Paris area. Protesters took to the streets Tuesday night and set 40 cars on fire and 24 officers were injured as a result. Officials say the incident is being investigated by national police and the officer responsible is currently in custody and faces manslaughter charges. I'm Brian Shook. The Federal Reserve says that 23 of the biggest American banks were able to survive a severe recession scenario in a stress test. Every U.S. bank the test included was able to continue to lend to consumers and businesses, the regulator said. Despite a nearly $550 billion projected loss for the group, the banks were able to maintain minimum capital levels. And unionized UPS drivers are warning of an imminent strike that could start as soon as next week. Over 340,000 UPS employees could walk off the job in the potential strike, causing massive disruptions to the U.S. supply chain. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, a quick look at our weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new Rams. On the lot now at ChilsonMotors.com. Again, it's going to be hot the next few days. Well into the 80s, uh, right on through Sunday. Partly sunny conditions as any of the weather we had last night pretty much moving out. But again, that air quality uh, warning out there. Hazy skies, be careful outside. Chance of rain will be on Tuesday, the 4th of July, with a high about 93 65 right now. It's a warm morning. Rice Lake, Medford, Wausau, 64 in Marshfield, 70 in La Crosse and Madison, Sun Prairie. Green Bay is at 67, Milwaukee, 68, and it's 67 right now in Eau Claire. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Eight minutes after five o'clock, we'll be going back to Dunn County. We're going to talk to the Olsons that hosted the Dunn County Dairy Breakfast uh, last Saturday, find out about their farming operation. We'll also hear from uh, the folks at Farm Service Agency, Katie Demerell from the state office, about new farmer programs. But before that, we've got markets to get to, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Jill, the cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 170 to 181 with mixed at 134 to 169. Choice fed beef heifers are 170 to 182 with mixed at 92 to 169. Choice fed Holstein steers are 148 to 159 with select and silage fed steers 115 to 147. Cows are 80 to a dollar with a top of 126. Bulls are 111 to 125. Butcher hogs are 56 to 105. Sows are 32 to 36. And boars are 12 to 19. New crop market lambs are 170 to 202. Feeder lambs are 99 to 180. Ewes are 47 to 150. Small goats are 5 to $150. Medium goats are 130 to 255. Large goats are 180 to $400. And nanny goats are 10 to $300. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures. We've got the cattle higher. Hogs were mixed. June live cattle 179.62. That closed up 32. 
August up 137 at 173.87. October cattle 177.02 up 95. December at 180.87. That was up 70 cents. Feeder cattle for August closed at 240.25. That was up 175. September 243.72. That was up 175. October up 165 at 245.97. November feeder cattle up a dollar 45 at 246.97. January up a dollar seven at 246.27. Lean hogs, as we said, were mixed. July was up 15 at 94.27. August at 91.10. That was uh, up a nickel. October at 79.37, down 40 cents. And December at 76.07, that was down 92. Going to the rest of our markets, the Board of Trade was lower again yesterday. Rain in the forecast and mixed overnight. December corn unchanged overnight, sitting at 536 this morning. Oats up 4 at 413. The December wheat contract down 4 to 5 cents, 682. November soybeans down another penny at 1263 this morning. Soybean meal for December down $1.10 at 376.90. Barrel, che- barrel cheese fell three quarters of a cent to one thirty-eight and a quarter. Blocks up two at one thirty-three. Butter up four at two forty-four. But uh, class three continues to struggle. June down one at fourteen ninety-one. July was unchanged fourteen thirty-five. August down thirteen at fifteen oh four. September down nineteen at sixteen nineteen. October down seventeen at seventeen fourteen. So that's where we are this morning. Again, haze out there that. Uh, Canadian wildfire smoke making it into our area. We're going to make it up into Door County, the Boyceville Connersville area next, and hear about the Olson family. As June Dairy Month comes to an end, that means the dairy breakfast for another year come to an end. One of the last weekends, the Dunn County breakfast held at uh, Maple Hill Dairy, the Olsons. That's uh, Stephen, Angie, and Megan, and Nick. And Angie, tell us how you got into this because uh, when you held the dairy breakfast, you knew what you were getting into. Yes. Um, well, they, they reached out. I think, unfortunately, we're a dying breed, and we've hosted it before. They just asked if we'd be willing to host it again, and we are happy to happy to oblige. What's the farm all about? What's the history of the farm, both uh, your part, your, you on the farm and uh, your participation? And, and uh, Steve, I know it's a multi-generation farm. It is. I was raised on a Guernsey farm in the western Irvington area. Um, and there aren't many of those left anymore. No, there's not. Um, yeah, and then I met Steve, and... As far as my role on this farm, I just, I'm pretty much, I do payroll, just the books. So by payroll, how employees, strictly family help, what have you got? We have three employees, one full-time and two part-time. Actually, I guess we have three part-time. And then the, the kids help out a lot, too. Yeah, the farm is definitely Steve's, that's his thing. This is a beautiful setting here, Maple Hill. You can see why, uh, why you like living here. Yes, love it. It's our, kind of our little piece of paradise. It really is here in the Boyceville area. Steve is with us, and, and Steve, this is a multi-generation farm. How far do we go back? Well, we're the fourth generation to dairy farm here in New Haven Township, but uniquely we've all farmed on different farms. But, yeah, we are the fourth generation. We own parts of three of the previous farms. Yeah, my, my great-grandpa had a little farm north of Connorsville, and then uh, my parents had a farm here just across the road, and uh, we bought this place in 1998, and... Um, just kind of went from there. So what's this place all about? How many acres have you got? What's the uh, milking setup, the, the facilities? 
We have 540 acres. We crop about 400. Uh, some of that's rented ground. Um, we have quite a bit of woodland um, that we manage forest or have managed forest, and then we do some tapping of maple trees. We milk around 90 cows. We've got around 180 total head with young stock and replacement heifers um, and dry cows. Traditional stanchion bar? Uh, no, we have a little swing seven parlor that we put in in um, 2008, and then sand bedded free stalls. But then our cows get out. Uh, they can go in and out of the barn whenever they want, um, out to pasture. You can see them out on the hill here today. And then um, all of our heifers are out on pasture for the most part right now. And then the old old stall barn at my parents, we raise a um, 20, 30 head of young stocker calves in that. Now, with the morning of the breakfast, the last Saturday in June, got a little bonus overnight, something uh, I'm sure you were looking for. Yep, uh, much needed. We got three tents last night, so it, it was perfect timing. It settled the dust here around the farm. It was getting pretty bad. The lawn is, we got about a half inch last week, so we're we're hanging in there, but we, we really need it right now because the corn's getting to that point where it's going to really start taking a lot of moisture. And But the hay is, surprisingly, after we battled the alfalfa weevils here, we had to spray twice. The second crop is we're about ready to take that off. It's, it's kind of spotty out there, but after we got them sprayed back, um, it's starting to come. Oh, that's good. And uh, Nick is uh, the young man on the farm. That uh, How much are you in charge of here, Nick? And are you growing into being on the farm full-time or what? I'm not in charge of a whole lot. I basically just do what he tells me to. So what does he basically tell you to do? How good was the first crop? Your dad talked about first crop. Uh, how, did you, how do you put it up? I, you bag it or bale it or what do you do? We put it in round bales. And then it's actually right down there. Well, that's hard to show on the radio, but <laughs> but how good did you get a lot? Was it a pretty good first crop? Uh, we got 280 bales, so I'd say it's a pretty good crop. So what are your main responsibilities here on the farm? I mostly just do field work. That's my main priority. And then I'll help out when he's milking, too. But. All right, good enough. Thanks, Nick. Megan is also here. And Megan, you were telling me the last time the breakfast here, you were about... 12 or 13 years old so what have you grown up to be doing now are you helping on the farm or off the farm or what are you doing not helping on the farm much anymore i'm in college full-time i'm over in st paul so what are you taking in college what school um i'm at the university of st thomas for marketing how do you like that a lot of kids from over here go to st paul for that school at st thomas um the cities are definitely different than what i'm used to kind of learn to appreciate living on a farm and living in the country i was going to say now do you come home are you home for the summer and uh are you helping now? Because I'm sure you're not allowed to just lay around. Yep, home for the summer, and I've been helping out. I've done a lot of painting the past month. Painting of what? Buildings or pictures? What are you painting? I'm painting the board fence, the well, some things in the milk house, a couple other random things here and there. As you talk to kids going to St. Thomas, there are a lot of city kids. Do you ever get a chance to explain what farming is all about and where their food comes and how safe it is? Yeah, actually... Um, so both my roommates are from the city, and they love to learn about farm life and learn about cows and how everything works. You ever bring them home here and uh, get them up early on a Saturday morning and uh, roam around the barn a little bit? No, not yet, but I should. Next year? Maybe. How far along are you in school? When are you going to graduate? Um, so I, this, I'll be going into my third year, but it's my final year, so I'm graduating next spring. How many credits are you taking? Because I was on the five-year plan. I'm taking a couple 20-credit semesters, summer classes, J-term classes. What do you want to do? Why don't you market dairy products so we can sell more? I mean, if people want it, we got to get it to them. Yeah, I mean, 
wouldn't be something I'd be opposed to, so we'll see. I hope so. Thanks, Megan. An educator for agriculture, the Olson family hosted the Dunn County Dairy Breakfast at beautiful Maple Hill Farm here in the Boyceville area. I'm Bob Bosold. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And a beautiful morning it was while the cows were out beyond the tent where they were eating breakfast, laying on the side hill with the sun shining, laying in the pasture. Oh, it was a beautiful Saturday morning on the Olson Farm. Well, we had a major purchase of uh, one of our companies in central Wisconsin. Jill, what's that? Well, the longtime Central Wisconsin Farm Equipment Manufacturer, H&S Manufacturing, has a new owner. Oxbow Corporation, a leader in hay and forage merging tools, headquartered in the Netherlands, says it is buying H&S to expand its presence and product portfolio in the hay and forage industry. The Oxbow CEO said the high quality of H&S products, their dealer network, Manufacturing facilities and dedicated management and employees will help the company grow into in the forage marketplace. The news release of the sale said that HNS will continue to operate its current facilities in Marshfield and Clintonville. All right, so uh, major purchase. We don't know anything about the the price or anything like that, but we know Oxbow of the Netherlands has purchased HNS Manufacturing. Coming up, uh, more from the uh, Farm Service Agency talking about uh, some beginning farmer programs and they got a bunch of them that's next right here on wax wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report you know despite what you may think i still get a lot of inquiries from time to time on what resources are available for beginning farmers what is the definition of a beginning farmer a lot of different questions that are out there uh, good news for you today is that now a lot of those resources that are targeted at beginning farmers are coming together in one place. Katie Demereau is joining us now. She's an outreach coordinator with the Wisconsin Farm Service Agency in Madison. And that is a kind of a key cog in this information. First, Katie, tell me why you folks identified beginning farmers and this menu of uh, opportunity as a target to collaborate. Sure. So we have received multiple inquiries um, here at the Farm Service Agency, and I know um, some of our partners have as well, about resources for beginning farmers, for people just getting started. They're not quite sure where to look. And while we here at FSA have a lot of resources, I often found myself needing to refer them outward to our partners, to um, DATCAP, to UW-Madison Extension, places like that. And it was just getting to a point where I wanted to be able to give these producers something tangible um, that they could use as a resource throughout their journey getting started without having to get passed around from phone number to phone number, from email to website, just a place they can go and find, find everything they need. And there really are a lot of resources out there, to your point, Katie, of everything from business plans right on through to, you know, strategic marketing, a lot of different things. Tell me what you learned by trying to pull all these resources together. Oh, I learned so much. There was more out there than I even know. Um, I learned about different things that, that are offered, different things that are needed. We included information in this guide about um, taxes about licensing, insurance, all of that sort of thing that goes into starting an ag business, um, a farm, a food business, all of those things. And, and there's just people out there to help, and there's 
financing out there. There's um, better interest rates. There's grant opportunities, networking opportunities. There's just so much that even I could barely scratch the surface on before we really dove into this. You know, I'm really glad that you point out, Katie, it's not just about beginning farmers. I think sometimes we get caught up on definitions. What is a beginning farmer? How long have they been in it? I'm glad to hear you say these resources encompass those that have a little different approach to uh, their agribusiness interest. Uh, You know, it could be farmer's market type things, could be uh, some custom stuff. Sounds like this will encompass those folks too. Definitely. And um, we it is titled a beginning farmer resource guide, but it's also targeted at people who are maybe making changes to their operation. They're diversifying, they're expanding. Maybe they're um, working on a transition with another generation and they're just trying to to see what their options are. Um, this has really something for everyone. You know, one thing I want to be very clear about, Katie, again, Katie Demerow, along with us, Outreach Specialist, with the Wisconsin Farm Service Agency Office in Madison, uh, they have worked collaboratively with the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, also UW-Madison Extension, uh, Rural Development, Risk Management, a lot of different groups that have all got a vested interest in beginning farmers finding success. One thing I want to be very clear, though, Katie, this is not a laundry list of financial resources. So many farmers, beginning farmers, come to me and say, where can I find money? That's not really part of this conversation too much, is it? It's not. It's just one step of the process. So um, we do have a section on funding, but like I said, just one step of the process. We also have um, information, like I said, on taxes, on insurance, on doing that business planning networking, marketing, um, all those different things. Um, so, so while everyone's always looking for money, um, this has a whole lot more. Well, and if you get this game plan right, the money should be a lot easier to attain through private sources or our uh, lenders, et cetera. And I'm sure that they're going to be curious to get a, get a handle on this guide too. Yeah, definitely. And that was one of the things that um, also helped spark this was, you know, people often call us and they're looking for grants or loans or whatever it may be, but they haven't done the legwork to get approved for those things. So we're hoping that by providing these planning resources, they're better set up for success when it is time to go to the bank. Well, and it's not an overnight situation. That's the other thing that people have to realize. You might get very excited about something uh, today, but it may take some persistence to tap into all these resources. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely not going to be a an overnight success um, if you're just getting started, but it should give people an organized approach um, to help them find the support they need to get where they want to be in their business. Katie Demerow, along with us, Outreach uh, Coordinator for the Wisconsin Farm Service Agency Office, kind of decided to bring a lot of information together in one place with this new resource, the Wisconsin Beginning Farmer Resource Guide. Now tell me where it is, Katie. Tell me how I can get it. Tell me where I can find it. Sure. So it is going to be linked on um, several websites, including um, our Wisconsin Farm Service Agency website. So you can go to fsa.usda.gov, G-O-V. The Wisconsin DATCAP group is also going to be linking it on their website. Uh, You can reach out to any USDA service center and they can provide you a link. 
and uh, we're hoping to have uh, hard copies out floating around soon. Got to ask you, with the changes that potentially are coming, not only in state government and financing, but also we're working on another farm bill, (laughs) is somebody going to be tasked with updating these resources as they change? Yeah, so we thought about that, and um, our team, like you said, it includes um, several other groups, a bunch of USDA agencies, um, DATCAP and UW-Madison Extension. We have it already on our calendar to meet at least once a year to make sure we're updating all the links and make sure that it stays relevant. It's going to keep definitely the conversation going about what it takes to be a successful beginning farmer, beginning agribusiness person. Are you anticipating having any events or opportunities where you can draw attention to all these resources, Katie? Uh, give me a little vision on what we might see even before the end of calendar year 2023. Sure. So we plan on um, toting this guide around with us to, to several different events. Um, you know, you'll see us at our um, Farm Technology Days, at World Dairy Expo, all of those places. We'll have these with us on hand. Um, we also plan to um, hopefully get some educational videos up that will tie into this. Um, so that's that's on our list of things to do as well. And um, we're, we're happy to hop on anyone's um, calls or meetings and, and push these resources out. And again, that's our Pam Yonke. With Katie Damro, the uh, Farm Service Agency Outreach Coordinator with Farm Service in Wisconsin. And it's 29 minutes after 5. We're going to get an update on the markets. Rocky's going to join us on a Thursday morning next from over at Premier Livestock and Withy. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Thursday morning, that means pretty much the last trading day at the sale barns around the area for the week. But uh, it's been a busy week as always. Rocky Olson joins us from Premier Livestock in Withy. Is this haze and the smoke from uh, Canada bothering the, the cattle, or are you getting a cough? Because I am. I got a little bit of a cough, and I've been hearing a lot of people cough, but I can't say I've noticed it in the cattle. I don't think it's good for anybody. Well, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, I know you've had a lot of cattle through there. How the prices been? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. Had a nice big run of dairy cattle yesterday. We saw 260 head of dairy cattle. Market was steady to strong, top quality fresh cows. Brought 1850 to 2500. We had them outstanding Jersey cross cows. Uh, we sold them all the way up to 2300 on those Jersey crosses. Many other cows from 13 to 18 and a quarter. Uh, many very, very fancy spring and heifers yesterday selling from 1550 all the way up to 2200 top uh, Holstein breeding bulls sold up to 1800 next week Wednesday uh, we do have a complete herd of 55 Jersey cows and spring and heifers complete dispersal uh, we also have many organic consignments we have uh, lots of milking cows and we got lots of, of uh, bread and springing heifers quick market recap for the week uh, top holstein fed steers from 150 all the way up to dollar 67 choice beef steers and heifers up to a dollar 78 market cows high yielding from a dollar five to a dollar 30 with many from 85 to 104 top market bulls from a dollar five to a dollar 26 newborn uh, holstein bull calf market continues strong mostly from 200 to 430 dollars per head your beef cross calves from 300 all the way up to 660 auction reminder 
Uh, we'll have a regular auction Monday. We'll be closed Tuesday for the 4th. Uh, but uh, we will be open to receive your cattle for the Wednesday sale from 3 to 8 uh, p.m. on uh, Tuesday. Questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Full details, lots more information on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. And that's the way things are shaping up, Bob. All right, Rocky, have a good 4th of July. We'll talk to you next week. You too. Thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area, and we'll catch up with Mike Dandry and find out what's going on with his weather next. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our weather this morning, news markets all brought to you by Northside Elevator, and we'll hear from those folks here in a while, but we want to hear from Mike Dandry first over at the Skywarn 13 weather room. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. Boy, if you want to shoot a horror movie... <laughs> this morning would have been good because the eerie sky, you turn your headlights on and drove it, it was almost eerie out there with the smoke and haze and fog. The combination just kind of hung in the air, didn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of uh, had the feeling of like a Simon and Garfunkel, you know, uh, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. Yeah, that's a Sound good one. Sound of Silence, there yep, we go. Couldn't think of go. the name. Yeah, Sound but, of uh, Silence, that's a good one. That's how it felt when driving into work, because we have that fog mixed in with some of the haze that, uh, again, has been plaguing us for quite some time now. But and we'll, it doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. No, we'll have more of that going through the morning and into the afternoon, some of the haze sticking around. We still have air quality alerts in place until noon, and... Haven't been extended yet, but there is the possibility of that. Something to just continue to watch, monitor air quality. Filtered sunshine on tap, possibly a very small chance at an isolated shower or storm later on this afternoon and evening. But these will be more tame than the ones that rolled through last night. Otherwise, mainly clear tonight. A lingering shower is possible, but low 60s on tap. And then tomorrow, plenty of sunshine. Highs in the mid-80s. Saturday, mostly sunny, upper 80s, and more of the same on Sunday. And Monday just gets even hotter, getting into the low to potentially mid-90s, a little bit further towards the south. Tuesday then brings us a chance at some showers and storms as a cold front moves through. Still into the low 90s for our highs, but then Wednesday we cool it off quite a bit. Maybe another chance at some showers, but highs in the low to mid-80s. And right now we have that eerie look with a temperature of 67 degrees in Eau Claire. Now, last night about dark... I heard thunder, like everybody else, heard thunder, and Mother Nature was making some noise. Didn't didn't produce much around here. My driveway had a few wet spots, but uh, did we get enough to mount anything? Uh, As far as Eau Claire is concerned, not really, no. The National Weather Service only reporting about five-hundredths of an inch. Yeah. Anybody reporting any heavy rain? Uh, There were some spots in Jackson County that uh, got a little bit more. So those spots that saw those severe storms had some heavier rates of rain. Yeah, there was some wind with it, too, wasn't there? Yep, and even some hail. Yeah, not good stuff, that's for sure. Nope. All right, thank you, sir. You bet. Have a good one, Bob. There you go. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 this morning. Brought to you by the folks at Northside Elevator. We've got news. Morgan's coming up, too. we got a lot of things to do this morning here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the prices at Northside Elevator today, the cash market for corn and beans at Loyal, 542 on the corn, 1368 on the beans. In Arcadia, corn, 542 beans at 1405. Yeah, let's get in the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is with us this morning. Good morning, Morgan. Hey, good morning, Bob. Does this, now you're, you take better care of yourself than people like me. <laughs> well, but, I keep the oil can well, handy for the joints, I'll say. Know, I, but I know you exercise a lot and eat right and stuff, so you're in good shape. 
But does this haze and smoke bother you? Well, I can tell you the one thing. It makes my eyes itch. I've noticed that. I can't wear my contacts out as much. So I've, I know that it's affecting that. But otherwise, it's it's not terribly bad. But I know for certain groups of people, it's tough to be outside right yeah. now, especially so if you're trying to get things done. So you're not allergic to Alex or anything like that. It's only now with the smoke. You know, now that you say that, maybe we better put him in another <laughs> room for now, right? Good idea. Just to be safe. Uh, that's for Abundance sure. of caution, as they say. That's right. <laughs> so what, is it? what do they say? A, a, an ounce of prov- Caution is worth a pound of prevention or something like that. Yep. But anyway. I'll stitch it on a pillow for right. you. Well, give us a pound of news. <laughs> well, we can do that. Maybe more than that. It never seems to fit in the sack, does it? We have headlines that begin in Dunn County. Good morning. Now, here's what we're learning today. It was a gavel drop. Ryan Steenoff never breathing a breath of free life again. A judge in Dunn County sentencing him to life in prison without parole. And that traces back to a murder in 2020, the murder of Bruce McQuiggan. Investigators found his body in a mobile home in Downsville in 2020, and they say they also found evidence that he was beaten for hours, likely tortured as well. A second suspect, Ashley Gunder, pleaded no contest in the case and is serving a 25-year sentence. A third suspect in the case was acquitted by a jury. Well, it seems at the state budget level, there's one step closer to Governor Evers' desk. The state Senate last night approved a new two-year spending plan that comes with a $99 billion price tag. So we'll look at that a little bit closer. It breaks down to spend more on schools, roads, and first responders, and also includes a $4 billion tax cut, as well as a $32 million cut to the diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts of the University of Wisconsin. Two Republicans joined every Senate Democrat in voting against the budget. Then uh, the state assembly will vote on the budget today. Well, moving closer to home in Cinder City, it seems they keep finding land in Altoona, and now there's more. City leaders ready to add lofts at River Prairie Park. The city council last week okayed the Candy Lofts building, and uh, that will go into an empty lot north of Cabin Coffee Company. There will be loft departments as well as space for two shops on the ground level. And all eyes are on Stevens Point this weekend. The City and Century World Golf Course plays host to the U.S. Golf Association's Men's Senior Open. The mayor there, Mike Weiss, is saying that's an opportunity for the city to kind of show off what we have. We have wonderful dining establishments. We've got a breweries, distilleries. Um, all of them are offering you know tours. There's a fair amount of specials that many of the businesses are offering for USGA attendees. And the tournament starts today and runs through Sunday. We better take a swing, though, and head back to the barn as it's Bob Bolsold, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. I remember when we were kids, we used to go to a cabin with another family, and mm-hmm. we'd, uh, you know, water ski and play poker all night for yeah. nickels and stuff like oh, that. Oh, we played euchre <laughs> at the campgrounds. That was our game. <laughs> but uh, one of the beers they had, I, I'm pretty sure it was, we, they got it from Stevens Point, Never seen it again. Bullfrog. Really? Drink bullfrog beer. I don't know if uh, I think it came from Stevens Point. Oh, I'm not sure if I know that one or not, but no. I bet my old man does. He used to keep a cooler full of Wisconsin's <laughs> finest. Oh, so every good. once in a while, the kids would get in there. But if you snitch an old Milwaukee, the joke's on you, right? Oh, boy. That's, yeah, that's for sure. That's, you got to deal with that yourself. I like your you old man. You can keep that one, Dad. He's a good one. See you later. <laughs> you bet, Bob. All right. There goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning. As uh, we've got more Farm Technology Days is coming up. We'll hear a little about that with Jill next. Farm Technology Days is just a few weeks away, July 18th, 19th, and 20th, down at the Baraboo Steam Engine Grounds. And I caught up with Sean Creviston. He's part of Chippewa Valley Technical College, program developer, part of that drone certification program. But you get to take some drones down to Baraboo in July. How are those drones 
used in agriculture? We've got a pretty booked schedule for doing the drone demonstrations. We're going to go through the entire process. A quick review of the pre-planning, the mission planning side, how we can use drones to do some data collection. So flying over the field using multi-spectral drones so we can see what the plant health is. And then we're going to take a quick review of how we can process that into some plant health analysis maps. And then we'll upload that information to a spray drone so we can go out and then spray chemicals on the fields. We'll have a demonstration at 10 a.m., noon, and 2 p.m. So we're going to be working with Maverick drone systems, and then we also have Agispray drone systems as well that's going to be doing some demonstrations in between the scheduled ones. So we'll have small drones for the multispectrals, and then we're going to have some of the large, almost ATV-sized drones. We're going to have a couple of those flying around in the field. It's definitely going to be an interesting thing to see. You mentioned your three times they're going to be demonstrated. Is that every day? Yep, so all three days, plenty of opportunity to stop by and see some of the equipment. And you're going to be going and flying them right out into fields and actually using yep. them then? Yep, we have a dedicated area for all the drone flights on site. So we have it all marked out, fenced out for safety and everything. Is the public going to be able to fly some of those smaller drones with a little guidance? So you have to have licenses to be able to fly the drones. Uh, so unfortunately, we won't have any of them for the public to fly. But we'll have plenty of demonstrators in between the formal sessions that we'll be hosting. Very unique demonstration happening at Farm Technology Days, July 18th, 19th, and 20th, three times a day, down at the Baraboo Steam Engine Grounds. And that was Sean Creviston, part of CBTC. And I'm Jill Welke from Wax 104.5. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. So lots of things going on at Farm Tech Days down there in the Baraboo area. 67 degrees. And it's uh, 14 minutes before 6 o'clock, and I'm not sure uh, exactly what's going on. Uh, one of the, the horse pulls. we got horse pulls starting today or tomorrow. I think we've got some, don't we? Friday? We've got some on Saturday. Saturday. Where are yeah, they going to be? We start in Saturday in Elmwood right. at 11 o'clock. And then on Sunday, there's one in Chatech starting at 1 o'clock. And then Monday, you can head to Augusta, and there's one at 10 o'clock. All right. And, of course, Augusta's Bean and Bacon Days this weekend. What, parade on Sunday as well? Parade is on Sunday at one thirty. All right. Well, we should uh, get to some markets. Let's uh, let's do that. Where do we want to go first here? We're such a busy morning, it's hard to keep track with everything. Where are we going first? Let's go to Barron and hear from Brittany. For fed cattle, our choice beef steers and heifers were 156 to 159.50. High-yielding choice Holstein steers were 150 to 158.50. Choice Holstein steers were 140 to 150, and unfinished steers and heifers were 139 and down. As for cull cows, the top 20% sold from 98 to 108, topping at 109.50, 60% sold from 77 to 97, and the bottom 20% were 76 and down. As for cull bulls, they sold from $1 to $1.10, with thin, full, and bulls over one ton discounted. Our next sheep, goat, and small animal sale is July 15th. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to the farm to look at your livestock, please contact us at 715-537-5618. This has been Brittany with your Equity Baron Market Report. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 12 minutes before 6 o'clock, 67 degrees, and it's time to head south and hear from Hot Eamon and Sparta Equity. 
Fed cattle selling steady two weaker today with the Highland Choice beef steers and heifers 177 to 185 with the top of 188. Choice and select beef steers and heifers 161 to 176. The beef and dairy cross steers 150 to 170. The Highland Choice Holstein steers 155 to 161. The Choice and select Holstein steers 144 to 154 with the unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers 98 to 143. Cow steady. The quality beef cows, 110 to 130, topping at 137. The high yielding cows, a dollar to a dollar fifteen. Cutters and utilities, 79 to 94, with the low yielding and canter cows, 36 to 78 cents a pound. Bulls steady, most bulls bringing a dollar to a dollar fifteen, with the thin. Full and bulls over ton discount at 99 cents and down. Just a reminder, we will be having a sale Monday, July 3rd, starting at 12:30, with sheep and goats followed by hogs. Calves, fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hut aiming at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And you want to get to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair this year, see all the new buildings that are going to be there. As Rusty Volk calls them, the majestic buildings at the fairgrounds. Well, speaking of majestic, let's get over to the majestic sale barn. At Stratford for Equity Stratford, Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Morning, Jerry. What are you going to do for the 4th of July? Well, good morning to you, Bob. we got a lot of things going on. Uh, let see. we got um, uh, a graduation party, a birthday party, and uh, depending upon the weather, uh, a couple of fireworks shows, and uh, we got some more hay to make. <laughs> you got a, Don't you have a tractor pulled to announce or something like that? Uh, not this week. That'll oh. be uh, coming up here about the weekend of the 14th and 15th. So, Where's that? Uh, just, uh, right in my little hometown here of Halder. So. Oh, okay. All right. Sounds uh, good. Yep. We got, but uh, in the meantime, I guess before we get to the markets, this uh, this smoky situation is not getting any better, Bob, is it? Uh, oh, it's terrible. Bad. Like I said earlier, and I was talking to Mike Dandry, I says, if you wanted to shoot a horror show, it was just like the, the atmosphere was turn the lights on it was like you were in a fog and a haze and the headless horseman was going to come out or something like that it's yeah it's uh it's different that's for sure well what do we got for markets here we got one more day of sales but how'd the first three go all right bob we'll tell the folks about that and i thank you and a very good morning to everyone summary from uh wednesday yesterday here at stratford we'll start out with the Feeder cattle sale yesterday, lighter weight beef steers and heifers selling mostly from uh, 180 to 270. Middleweight beef steers and heifers selling mostly in the range from uh, 160 to 205. Your shorter term cattle uh, uh, mostly from $1.30 to $1.65. Holsteins now, lightweight Holsteins from 140 to 166. And your heavier Holstein steers selling mostly from $1.20 to $1.50. And uh, we'll get now into the market auction yesterday. Cows continue to be steady to strong. Very active cow market yesterday. High-yielding fleshy Holstein and, and beef cows selling from a dollar up to a dollar twenty-four. Again, a lot of these high-yielding beef cows selling in that range from uh, one fifteen to one twenty-four. Uh, most of the cows uh, yesterday selling from uh, eighty to a dollar. Uh, and these center cows, like carcass cows, those are seventy-five and below. On the fed cattle trade yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from $1.42 to $1.57. High-yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins from $157 to $163. Select cattle, underfinished cattle, $138 and below. On the bull trade, better quality bulls, uh, mostly from $1.12 up to a top of $1.22. Lighter weight bulls, $1.08 and below. Calf market on yesterday's auction, Holstein bull calves 
uh, in a range mostly from uh, 225 to 375. Of course, early in the week, we had a lot of those bull calves over 400. Heifer calves mostly from 50 to 125 on yesterday's auction. Good quality beef calves also yesterday, 300 to 550. And we are at Thursday, like Bob said. We'll get on the way this morning, 11 o'clock. Marketing auction today includes cows, fed cattle, bulls, baby calves. We'll get to those after the lunch hour. And just a note for next week, next Monday, July 3rd, Equity Stratford will be holding a regular auction as per scheduled. We will be closed on July 4th. So that's what we have for the folks this morning, Bob. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, um, didn't get much rain last night if we got any. I don't know if we got any. It wasn't much. but um, A lot of thunder, a lot of thunder, but not much rain. Yeah, well, we need something to get the smoke out of here. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, well, somebody to pull out the fires. That would be a good start, but that's a tough job. <laughs> hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. You betcha, Bob. Enjoy the day. Will do it. Jerry Fitzgerald over at Equity of Stratford. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the folks at Synergy Cooperative in Ridgeland, TYM Tractor, so many other things for those folks down there in Ridgeland, over there in Ridgeland. Good folks, good stuff. Well, rain in the forecast meant the markets were lower yesterday. Also, as you're driving around, Gas price, see, they came down a little bit, but, uh, you know, August, the uh, crude oil price is at $69.54 a barrel. So that's below $70, obviously, so price better not go up, that's for sure. But, uh, again, should moderate a little bit. But the prices, uh, they've more than moderated. They went down yesterday and overnight. December corn was actually unchanged, 536. The oats up 4 at 413. December wheat up, they're down 4 to 5 overnight. 682 in November soybeans down a penny at 12.63 soybean meal for December down a dollar 10 at 376 dollars and 90 cents at the country elevators today Northside elevator loyal location corns at 542 with soybeans at 13.68 in Arcadia corn selling at 542 and soybeans are at 14.05 wheat and grain Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location Corn's at 542 when soybeans are at 1368. And looking at our DTN screen for other country elevator prices, and uh, both corn and soybeans down approximately 15 cents from where they were yesterday at Golden Plump Corn, 571. Baldwin, 492. The beans, 1301. At Durand, the corn is down to 470 today, 1296 on the beans. Mondovi, 497 and 1301. Elmwood, 512 a bushel on the corn, 1301 for the beans. At Fall Creek, the corn is 492, beans 1271. Osseo, 512 and 1301. Elk Mound has corn at 540 a bushel, beans 1373. Sparta, 558 and 1382. Ellsworth corn, 492, beans 1261. At the ethanol plants, corn at Boyceville, 563. Stanley, 532. New Richmond, 527. Barrel cheese down three quarters, 138 and a quarter. Blocks up two cents, one thirty-three. Butter up four at two forty-four a pound. June class three down a penny at fourteen ninety-one. July fourteen thirty-five. August down thirteen at fifteen oh four. September down nineteen at sixteen nineteen, and October down seventeen at seventeen fourteen. And again, as far as the weather, that haze that we've been talking about all morning still hangs out there. And uh, whether it'll blow out of here today or not, I don't know. But uh, just be careful of that. Otherwise, it's a warm period. 87 today, and that might be the cool day for the next three or four.
You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.